0: hey this is connie white and you're listening to crushing it with connie white hello everyone you're listening to crushing it with connie white uh, this podcast, I'm going to torture you and try to do a, a solo podcast by myself. So bear with me. i um, have never done that. I'm going to step outside of a major box, as I always say, and do something that's probably a little bit uncomfortable. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, what Sydney's telling me is kind of ramble on a little bit about my life, real estate, and what's going on. So here we go. Um, this week was an exciting week in real estate. I have been working with a couple for possibly three weeks, and we have been struggling finding a house for them just because inventory is so low. And when we go out and look at houses, it just seems to be um, an open house every, every home. There's 40 real estate agents and clients looking at property. And next thing, we're in a multiple offer situation of 16. Um... And then sometimes we're waiting two and three days to find an answer and still going out looking at more houses just in case we don't get a house. We've got more, you know, that we're getting ready to write an offer on to try to secure a home. And what's interesting is I've never seen real estate like this. So for me, I think I've come full circle in a sense that I got into real estate when the market was bad. Um, The market had just failed. And of course, everybody heard of the big crash. Um, so I got in after the crash thinking, well, I've got nowhere to go, but up. Um, uh, so even though, you know, it was, it was hard back then, I didn't know it any other way, but to be new and to you know do my best at it. But this is, is different. It's just different now to see that we just don't have enough homes on the market for sale. Um, we're struggling, we're struggling as, as realtors right now, you know, in the industry, especially us, uh, who've made this a career, um, this isn't, you know, a side, a side gig, a side hustle, a part-time job. It's, it's a full-time career. So I've, I've talked to fellow realtors who, um, who are like me, you know, this is what they do, uh, seven days a week and it's just kind of difficult right now, um, So thrilled, thrilled for Emily and Kyle, you know, just excited that we found a house for them. So, you know, for me personally, it's like, it's a check. I I got one, I got one down and I've got several more to go. So in the same situation, but at least I did find, you know, a couple, a home. And that's what we're supposed to do. You know, I know we've got a lot of cash buyers coming in. I think we've got a lot of cash uh, rental property companies coming in as well. And those rental property companies, they're 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 taking homes away from, you know, our local people who are wanting to buy in and you know, everybody deserves home ownership. But I'm almost gonna make an appeal to some of the sellers out here. I know it's appealing to have, you know, these companies buy your home cash, but you know, maybe we could stop and rethink about putting some families back in some homes and not just have rental property. Um, so, but wrapping back around, I'm excited, you know, for my clients because they, they were, you know, crying, you know, if they lost, they were excited for the opportunity and now they have it. So, you know, new homeowners in Somerville in less than 30 days. So that's exciting. Um, you know, I guess what's interesting about this, uh, business is like, you know, the friendships it, I've been getting, a, some phone calls lately from, some of my uh, colleagues from other real estate companies, and I call them colleagues because we're in the same field, so to me, they're colleagues and they're friends, you know, and they were just calling me to see, like, if I had any homes coming up, if, you know, what I'm seeing as far as, you know, just the industry itself, the changes, um, which I'm honored they call me because these are people that I feel are mentors and staples in our industry, Um and so it's exciting that they call me um, very honored. And, you know, sometimes I like, you know, working, you know, independently. It's sometimes nice to hear from other uh, brokerages, other agents and brokerages, just to see what their struggles are or what their successes are. Just kind of compare some notes. Um, so I like that. I, that's what I like about real estate. You know, when you've got good agents who don't mind sharing and, you know, kind of just, you know, communicating back and forth, you know, telling each other where they're at. Um, sometimes we don't always do that because it sounds like it's a weakness, uh, but it's not, you know, I think, you know, being kind of raw and honest with people, um, is showing how they can trust you and you can trust them. So I like that. Uh, I guess what else is interesting that happened to me in real estate this week was, uh, couple of listings I think I am going to have coming on in Somerville. So, you know, any agents out there who may be listening to this podcast, I've got a really great neighborhood with two listings coming up. I feel pretty confident about those. Um, You know, and just excited about always real estate, you know, and what's going on. So even though it's kind of an odd time where we're at right now, uh, I think that's something that's going to pass. Um, We're hopeful that the spring will bring more potential, you know, homes on the market. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, you know, just like today, you know, every day like your phone rings, it's a different opportunity. Um, a past client of, of mine works at uh, the medical university. And so she's passed my name on. I've talked to two physicians today who may be moving to town and, you know, working at you know, the medical university. So that's exciting. And I think that's what I like, waking up in real estate. Sometimes I have my day plan, and I know there are some things that are set, you know, home inspection, CL100, a closing, an appraisal, you know. But then sometimes your phone rings, and it's something different like that. Like to, to have an opportunity to work with two physicians coming into town, um, taking on new jobs, showing them the area, which is pretty cool for me since I've lived in this area for 45 years. Um, I'm pretty familiar. Uh, gosh, even I think... Back when I was in first grade, I lived in Charleston, West Ashley, three years before we moved on and then came back. So I've been, I've, I've seen a lot of changes. I've been here for quite a long time. Um, and I would just watch Charleston grow. So besides Charleston growing, just Somerville. You know, those who are here local, you know, there's a, there's a road West Ashley called Sam Rittenberg Boulevard. And when we lived there, when I was in first grade, it was a two-lane highway and and now it's a four lane four lane you know, it's just madness and it just a lot of, of growth somerville when i talk about main street to people it it was cows it was a two lane highway with farms and cows and horses you know where walmart is you know and now it, it that's well out of control as far as its growth as far you know just the traffic's crazy um So to show, you know, for people coming into town to have lived here as long as I've lived, it's kind of exciting to know that, you know, I can give them a history. Um, You know, sadly to say that, you know, sometimes when people are riding in the car with me and they're up in the area in which I went to school, they have to hear about people that I went to school with and where my bus stopped. So, you know, I think those are kind of funny, cute stories. It kind of ties me and roots me into this area. So that's... um, Oh, it's just kind of fun stories to share with people to show that I'm real. You know, it is, it's a professional job. There's no doubt. But I think when you're bonding with people to come and move into the area, I think a lot of it is just being real with them and showing them your, your life, your lifestyle, um, your experiences so that they feel comfortable. Um, I've got a young lady moving. Uh, she's closing next week on a house. And I remember when she flew into town, we talked on the phone. She flew into town. I picked her up one morning from her hotel, you know, and here's this lady just, you know, trusting me to jump in my car and we spent the day together, um, you know, and I I gave her a huge tour of our area and then we ended up, after talking and driving and popping in new construction, popping in pre-owned homes, you know, she fell in love with a home with double porches and... So we ended up in Carnes, Carnes Crossroads, and she is, uh, Carnes Crossing, she's going to close on her house next week, beautiful home with double porches, but how amazing is that she talked to me on the phone, we bonded enough to trust that she knew that she could trust me to put her in a hotel room where she was safe, and fly into town, and let me pick her up, spend the day with her, you know, drop her back off at her hotel. Um, the next day we went back to new construction, you know, finished up the contract and then she flew back out and we have been in contact ever since. And I don't just consider her a friend. I mean, a client, I do consider her a friend. So that's what I try to do is try to turn everybody from client to friendship because her living here, she has no other resource. And so she, she's got me. So she's got to come here. I know she's going to find a job, um, but to know that her realtor is not just a realtor it's a friend and a resource in the area is what I try to aim for. Um, so it's not just about the job. It's about the performance of my job because I have to do that, but it's also what happens after the transaction closes that there's people, you know, behind this that they can count on, you know, and it's that trusting relationship. Um, So I think that's pretty exciting. So I'm very, I'm happy that that was like a nine month process because we started it, you know, when all the nonsense and mess of COVID and supplies and, you know, permitting, but you know, we're finally here. Um, so that's exciting about real estate as well. When you get, you know, not everybody's going to buy a house now and buy in 30 days. It's fun to help people in new construction and it could take a seven to 10 month process depending on the house and the conditions. Um, So it's like there's just always something going on in your pipeline in real estate. So that's what's pretty cool. It's not just, you know, we go out today, we're going to find a house, look at a house, find a house, write a contract, ratify a contract, close in 30 days. You know, there's a a different process all the time. Um, I've got a client closing next week on a house that they're letting the sellers rent back until their new construction home um, is complete. And I think that's, you know, pretty much August, July or August. So it's nice to see a buyer and seller come together and help each other out. So my clients were at a point where they could buy the house this month, but they don't have to move in it until August. And so... That's pretty cool when you can see people, you know, like I said, come together and hand in hand helping each other. So it's not just about, hey, I'm buying your house, closing on the thirty first, get out, you know, be out by then. It's hey, you need, a, you have a need. Well, we can, we can help you and extend that. And you know, when you see people coming together and and making that extension of that helping hand, you know, that's that's I really like seeing that. You know, because sometimes we lose a lot of faith in what's going on in our world with people. Um, so that kind of pulls it back in to say, hey you know, we, we can unite, we can be reasonable. We can, we can think about, you know, how we're supposed to act and respond and and help people. So, um, you know, that was, you know, a really good process, you know, within this 30 days of what's been going on, you know, for my clients. Um, so we're, we're, we're thrilled. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else exciting that has happened. There's definitely some things that have happened in my life, probably in the past 30 days, that I'm going to save for a future podcast. Um, I know a lot of people know that, you know, I switched over to eXp, but a couple other things have happened that I think will be a spinoff of several different type of podcasts that probably need to be talked about and said. So I will, as my assistant says, I'll put a pin in it. Which I think is kind of funny. Um, I have to learn her new terminology, so I'm going to put a pin in it, and I'll save that for a different podcast in the future. Um, you know, I'm thinking about you know uh, some of the relationships I have in um, in real estate that and make it a lot easier for me is like my, you know my mortgage lender. You know, they're they're absolutely on point with me. Um, I know you met. Uh, through one of my other podcasts, you probably listened to Meg with Guild Mortgage. If you haven't, you need to kind of pop back in on that and listen to her talking about mortgages and financing. Um, I've got a couple other lenders that I'm, I'm partnering with as well, and I'm going to have them on a future podcast. So I won't talk about that one right now until we're able to let them, you know, say what they want to say and introduce themselves into the podcast world. But it's exciting with that. I know that I can talk to my lender You know, whether it be, you know, in the seven o'clock in the morning, we, we do a catch up whether it's, you know, seven o'clock at night and they're available on the weekends. So they're very instrumental in my success as far as, you know, the support that I get because, you know, I'm as only good, as good as I can possibly be with good supporting staff. So supporting staff, you know, is my lender. It is my home inspector. It is my, uh, the company I use for termite inspections. It's my, General contractor or my repair person, um, it's my assistant, you know, because I couldn't do a lot of this without her. I definitely wouldn't be in front of this microphone without her. Um, and so, you know, I can only be as good as the people that I surround me with, um, which again, you know, that spins off into a whole nother level of a podcast of, you know, who you are, how you are, and what you are is also the people that surround you. Um, and so I, I've got a lot of good people around me, and my family's very supportive. You know, I've dug into real estate so hard that, you know, I, I probably sacrificed a lot for my career, and I missed out on some football games and some baseball games, or I came walking in late, you know, in my heels, you know, just so I could hurry up and get there and watch the kids play. But they're very supportive of the career, um, and they're okay about the sacrifices that I made because I think it made them better in their career. That they understood that, you know, to achieve, you have to make sacrifices. To, um, you know, to be successful, you have to make some sacrifices. Yeah, and and so I think that you know, with with what my kids have watched, my dedication to my career, and the sacrifices that I have made, that they, you know, when I hear them talk about their careers, when I hear them talk about um, you know, you know, of course Ronnie again. I'm always going to go back to Ronnie working at the hospital, Michael being a police officer. You know, I hear them taking on different shifts, taking on extra shifts, taking on, you know, double shifts. Um I think Michael even um he'll pick up like helping out. I hate to say picking up that's not probably a nice word, but you know, helping out with funerals and the escort of funerals. And so I'm proud of them because that's the sacrifices that they make in knowing that they have to be helpful in their career as well. So it's not just about doing the job, clocking out, going home, because theirs is very stressful in between. If I think mine is stressful just in sales, I couldn't imagine, you know, hearing the stories of what they have to deal with, that's stressful. And then to extend, you know, you know, from working a 12-hour shift to a 16-hour shift, and the conditions in which they work or the stress in which they work you know i'm very proud i'm very proud of them that they that they give back that they care that they have work ethic that they they pick that up from their dad and me as far as giving and caring and but we've always been that family um you know And just to, to kind of know some history about me as well you know i sometimes i seem like all i do is talk about real estate but i've been so much more than that And what was really cool with my kids growing up, and with Michael and Ronnie being nine years apart, it's like I had two lives. Um, So when Ronnie was coming up, and he has his friends, and he played sports, you know, he went to Stratford, you know, so football teams, you know, different people were always over here. It was like open-door policy, food all the time. We fed so many boys in this house it's crazy and that's why i think that i sometimes could never get rid of this house because this house has so many memories of helping so many people and then you know nine years later here comes michael coming up with his friends which was more hysterical because ronnie being older and michael's entire baseball team our football team would be over here especially the travel baseball team the diamondbacks So any of those boys who are listening, are their families listening to this, I know you're smiling right now because you know that they, we all lived at each other's houses and, you know, Ronnie would come home from college and it's like he would open up the front door and those kids would come running in from the cul-de-sac from baseball and open up the back door and go into the swimming pool. And then Ronnie would open up the back door and the kids would come running through just like a little herd and go right back out to the cul-de-sac and play baseball and, it, it was just, it was fun. It, it was, you know, everybody going to bed, but bodies were laying everywhere. And you'd wake up in the morning and they were on the floor and they were on the couch and they were, you know, on beds. And, you know, if they had a game, what was so funny is how they would sleep in their uniforms. And some of them would have their shirts tucked in with their belts on. And, and some of them even slept with their hats on. Um, it's just kind of funny. And, and again, in real estate, your phone's always going off. Someone's over here ringing. I've already missed two calls, but that's real estate. Um, it's it's just, it was a great life. It was a great life with my family. It was a great life knowing that, you know, people were coming over swimming. You know, Brian always had the grill fired up with not just, you know, one item. It was like, you know, four items on the grill. So there was a variety for people to eat. It was you know, the kids. It was it was it was great knowing that the families trusted us, that, you know, the the kids could stay here, they could hang out here all weekend and, and the same. You know, my my kids could go to one of the baseball players' houses and stay. And it was it was just a family. And so we were the Diamondbacks and it was just a Diamondback family. And that was really that was a real special time that I knew was special then. But of course being older now and and the kids being older, I really can reflect on how special it is, and my sidekick, Jax, just walked by, in case, I don't know if you caught him or not, hey, you going to be a part of this today? So, you know, when you're at home, your dogs are a part of your world. Are you going to listen and talk, too? Okay. So, it it's, it's, it was just a great, it was a great lifestyle. It was a great way of growing up. My kids are close. Um, they're still close with the same friends, and, and the families you know i'm still close with them all the the kids their families and it was it was just a great way you know to grow up in a great neighborhood you know living in goose creek living in crowfield you know watching my kids grow up watching them you know, just, you know, mature from kindergarten to where they are now and, you know, watching everybody just grow and the kids change and some joined the military and some moved away and some went to college and those who played ball and those who didn't and you know, it it was just it was just fun being a part of that. And so this part of my life is interesting because sometimes it's like when people talk about empty nest yeah, it's like I totally get it now I totally understand empty nest because it's quiet you know my world's quiet now and I step back and think sometimes like whoa you know I didn't prepare myself for this where I just prepared myself for kids and work and family and driving around and you know, going to this, going to that, taking care of this, taking responsibilities, which is great. You know, now it's like silence. And like, who am I? You know, who, like, I'm not Ronnie's mom anymore and Mikey's mom anymore. I'm, you know, I'm still the real estate agent. I'm still a worker, still, still doing that and, and kicking butt in it. But, you know, who am I now? And I never thought that I would get to that place in my life that it would be like, who am I? You know, it's the silence, the, the empty nest, um, you know, the empowerment of, you know, owning your business and working it is great. You know, being a woman, owning your business, you know, making your money and, you know, you're, you know, you're enjoying what you're doing, but it's like, that's, that's half of what I am. And the other half got silent. Um, and so, you know, I know anybody who's like going through this with me, you know, are going through it too, and maybe you're not talking about it, but now, you know, understand that there are people out here going through that with you. So, hey, reach out to me, you know, if you need to talk about it or, you know, you need a friend or you need someone to hang out with, I, I get it because we just don't always have our kids in, in the activities that we were involved in. So, um. It's silent. It's definitely silent, but but it's good. It's good to watch your kids grow up. It's good to watch them become successful. Um, you know, it, it opens up more for, you know, I used to go horseback riding. I had owned a horse at one point in time. Don't do that anymore, but I think I'm going to start that back. So I think what I have to do is just kind of reinvent me again, where last week we were talking about, um, or this, you know, we, we had that podcast with my, um, I mean, my marketing person, uh, Holly. Holly Kitchens, and, you know, we talk so much about, like, reinventing me, and reinventing me as my brand, but I have to reinvent me as, you know, Connie, you know, a person, not just reinvent me, Connie, as, you know, the realtor in a different market, getting marketing out here, getting onto social media, you know, starting a podcast, um, you, know, r- you know, ramping up everything, you know, so I can you know, get me out there, you know, show who I am and what I do, you know, show the stability that I have in um, the community to be able to help people buy a house or sell a house, you know, I now have to reinvent me as, you know, a woman. And, you know, where, where am I at now? And what am I going to do? And, you know, finish out, you know, so many, you know, X amount of years. Um, So it's, it's, it's scary, but yet, it's exciting um, because now I, I can do anything I want, when I want, how I want, where I want. You know, I don't don't really have to answer to anybody except my phone. Um, and that's exciting, scary, but but it's a good thing. It, it's a good position to be in life if you make it that good position to be in your life. Um, and I just know that until I started going through this, I'm sure that there are other women um, going through I'm sure there are men going through it as well. But I can't really you know, speak on the man's perspective since I'm not a guy. So I can only speak on the woman's perspective as a girl that, you know, it's just it's a different world that I'm in. You know, from going through a house that's, you know, this big with this much space that seems so crowded with all the fun and the, the parties and, you know, the events, the, the people, you know, coming in and out, you know, to this big house and it's silent. Except for the dogs, and the puppy's entertaining too. So she's kind of fun with Snowy, you know. And now Snowy and Jacks are kind of entertaining each other. So, you know, that's kind of fun. So that that kind of brings a sparkle throughout the day when you're working from your house. Um, But but I like it, you know. I like, you know, I like I like real estate. I love my real estate. You know, I probably I would have never. I won't say I probably would not have gotten in this career. I know I would not have gotten into this career. You know, if it wasn't for a certain person in my life. Um, he talked me into it. He probably like pushed me into it. I was kicking and screaming, but I did it, you know, and he helped me out a lot. And, you know, I always look at him as, you know, a friend and a mentor. So I know I would have never gotten into real estate if it, you know, wasn't for this gentleman in my world, because he, he is probably very instrumental in me, you know, stepping out and doing a lot of things I would have never done. And, you know, and I'm grateful for him for that. Um, because, again, I just wouldn't be in real estate. So, you know, he kind of kicked me into this career uh, because I didn't know if I could do it. I was always a W-2 employee, you know, counted on that paycheck every two weeks. Um, the sales was just not an option. Um, and so he was like, you can do this, you know. I I guarantee you're going to make X amount of dollars. You know, you can do this. You know, we'll do it together, and, you know, we'll make it. And we did. And, you know, I'm still not – it's kind of an interesting way to, to be your own business owner, you know, and I think I learned mostly from the mistakes that I made. I remember the first couple of years, it's like I was afraid to spend money because when you did your taxes, I didn't know what the heck I was going to owe. And 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 so if anybody has any questions about that, absolutely get a hold of me because I think, you know, what I can I can tell you is, you know, anything that went wrong could have gone wrong or feared or you know mistakes that's when you learn so I've been there done that learned it um but I remember at the end of the year when you're sitting there holding all your money to write the IRS you know a $25,000 check or a $30,000 check it's like okay we gotta do this just a little bit different because I would like to spend my money during the year and not fear what I owe Uncle Sam so um Fix that, got that under control, totally understand it now. And like I said, anybody who needs a little bit of guidance or mentorship, give me a call. Um, I'll be glad to tell you what I did wrong. So you don't do it wrong. You started off in the beginning the right way. So you actually can spend some money and find the balance. Find the balance in what you're spending, what you're saving, you know, just how to work the business side of real estate and, um, you know, helps to have a good accountant also. So we definitely have that. Um, so that'll be, a, you know, nice shout out to Chip Summers with Brody Summers and Wilkes in Orangeburg. That gentleman has taken care of me for ten years in um, you know, my business partner um for twenty twenty plus years I believe. So he does a really good job. So anybody looking for a CPA, great accountant, Chip Summers is your guy. Um wouldn't 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 be, you know, financially that direction without him and just good guidance and i can call him anytime and it, it's it's always good to have a good accountant on your side if people talk about having an attorney you know you have a doctor you need an accountant you need a realtor but you need an accountant too so um chip summers you know big shout out to him you know uh and and going back and talking about real estate you know i switched my uh license over to exp and you know for just that moment you know to talk about exp uh I I think it's a really cool model. Uh, You know, the reason why I switched to eXp was um, different opportunities. And I think this alignment with eXp, with the market being the way that it is, is going to, it's going to be, it's going to probably, in my mind, can make that connection of why I did it because of the passive income. Um, So a lot of the tools I was paying for with Charleston Homes Real Estate, you know, I get with eXp. So what I was paying for now comes with being a part of eXp. So that's saving money for me. When it comes to the stock option, since it's a nationally traded company, I get stock. You know, I didn't have that before. So that that's a big bonus committed to eXp that I have the stock. And now if I get people to come over to eXp as their sponsor, there's a passive income because eXp rewards me by paying me for those people when they close. So those people aren't paying me, you know, the agents that I bring over. EXP is rewarding me because of helping, you know, EXP grow. So that's, you know, one of the reasons why I came over to EXP. So actually there's three reasons why I came over to EXP. And, but I also like the sense of, I went to EXP Con in 2021. So I switched my license and I think within a week I was off to Las Vegas for EXP Con. Um, that was very interesting. I have never gone to, you know, that kind of convention and it was great, you know, listening to the speakers, you know, I, I kind of learned a real quick about what eXp was about. I knew very little, so I learned a lot more. Um, and it, it just, it kind of, like I said, it kind of cemented in that, that was a brokerage that was a better move for me to go to right now than owning my own brokerage but just because of the other opportunities for income. So if your real estate's slowing down for you personally with buying and selling, you know, if you're, if you're getting low on your listings or you, you, it's you're struggling with your buyers, you know, just know that, you know, if you're working hard and pressing hard that your stock is behind you that's going to work for you if you make your numbers, but you can also make extra contributions into stock. And the people that you bring on, you know, they are going to be out there selling, you know, homes and working with buyers. So when they close, you've got an income coming in from that as well. Um, So the model is really interesting. Um, I think we're going to be putting up, you know, a new uh, podcast, kind of an intro I'm going to do leading into one of my coaches. He just kind of revamped the whole EXP model and I watched it a couple days ago and it's it's very well done. So um, anybody who, you know, will get that up about Jay Kinder and what he's talking about. So that's one of my, my coaches. Um, and I just think that I think this is going to be a really good move for me. So I, if I trusted that I own my own brokerage, Charleston Homes, and I left to, to go to EXP, that I did it for a reason. So if anybody wants to call me and talk about it, or, you know, message me and talk about it, you know, I'll be more than happy to send them information as well, as far as what EXP has to offer. So I guess I feel like if Jay Kinder could do it, you know, as successful as he was switching over to EXP, and he's exponentially more successful than I am. And if I did it, you know, there's there's something behind it. So if, if you don't understand or maybe you heard a little bit about EXP and you wanna hear a little bit more, just reach out to me and we can talk about it. Sorry, I had a call in between. Um had to had to grab that real quick. Uh, I saw who it was and it was pretty important. So um i stopped and grab that real fast. So, you know, again, you know, with real estate you just, you know, you never know what call you're going to get. You never know what's going to happen, and you just have to be um, able to go with it. So what's interesting, I was talking about driving around. The gas prices are absolutely killing me right now. Anybody who knows me, and you can see by crushing it with Connie White, I have my H2 on my shirt because that is what I drive. And gas prices are insane. So try driving. A, I'm sure anybody driving a big truck understands my pain. But darn, we're, like, putting in... You know, a hundred bucks every other day in this car. So hopefully that will level out real soon. Um, otherwise, y'all may see me sport around a different car with better better gas mileage, not just branding me with my H2. So it's a lot of fun driving that car. I get a lot of compliments. Um, it's exciting. Some people, you know, I'll get out the car and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, here's this little woman driving this big, you know, H2. Um, I guess it's no different than, you know, us women who drive trucks jumping out, you know, and we're small and you've got this big truck that you're driving but you know I feel safe in that car that's part besides branding me I've always driven it and you know people know me for the white Hummer um but that white H2 I, I could I could be in Goose Creek and someone will call me in Mount Pleasant and say hey I saw you were in Mount Pleasant today and I'm like nah you know actually I, I kind of roll with it like I was you know anybody I think who sees the H2 now it's kind of it's branded me um uh, hopefully soon that, you know, I'm get, I've got the H2, but we have also ordered some Corvettes. And um, I'm hearing from the place that we ordered that they, we may be able to finish out our order in the next couple weeks. And then potentially, hopefully get the car within two months after the order. So my branding of my H2 may be turning into a branding of a 2022 Corvette, you know, white. But that'll be fun you know so I'll, I'll enjoy you know riding around that for a little while until i decide on something else oh my gosh so Jax has been here if anybody knows me they know Jax. Jax was supposed to be a pit bull that i got a long time ago well five years ago from one of my clients and jacks turned out to be a great dane mix with a pit bull so uh, a lot taller bigger and much more high maintenance than i expected huh yeah, you hear me. And so, of course, here's Snowy. She just walked in the room. Yeah, right, how are you doing? So, she's my little multi poo that I just got. I guess she's now, I guess you're like 10 weeks old now. But she's been fun. Her and Jax are finally like connecting and uh, she like beats Jax up. So, anybody listening, they, I don't even know if she weighs maybe four pounds, possibly. And Jax weighs 80, but she beats him up, and she tries to crawl on him, and she tries to play, and, and she growls and barks at him. And um, he just looks like, what the heck is that? Um, but he's, he's pretty good. He's really good with her. He's pretty cool. So um, I think that's it for today. I, I hope I did okay for my first solo podcast, and I didn't bore anybody too much. But I appreciate you listening into Crushing It with Connie White. Thank you for listening to Crushing It with Connie White. You can watch more episodes on YouTube and find more content on Instagram at Connie White Real Estate Expert.